good. We back. Back in the lab. Back in the lab. Took our little nice little spring break. The laboratory. I love how... Not laboratory. The lab... Laboratory, not laboratory. Lab. Do you know what a laboratory is? A laboratory or a... Laboratory? No. It's a bathroom. Is it really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. I'll fact check myself while you while you while you intro. Yeah, intro. Uh, yeah, Ross and I took us a nice little spring break. Skirt. It's it's kind of funny though because like our springs didn't consist of spring weather. Like our spring. Yeah, that's facts. You went skiing, and I didn't have a spring break. I just went on a bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His was, but it was your spring break. My spring break. So it was a spring. So it worked. So I don't care what he has to say. It was his spring break as well. Yes, it is also my spring break. And I just went home. But I am going to Texas in two weeks. Okay, so you get two. Okay, no, <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, I mean, that's fair. Either way, go on. Go yeah, ahead. so I went home, and for those of you guys that don't know Ohio, it's the exact same as Indiana. We get the exact same weather that you guys do. So if you guys experience some crappy weather the past two weeks, guess what Ohio did? The exact same thing. And, and like I said, Ross went skiing. So I went up to Boyne Mountain for... Um, my bachelor party. Yeah. And there were about 16 of us up there. Cam was supposed to come. He didn't. And <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it was good. We Thursday night or Thursday, we got down there. There was four of us that, that went, um, that got down there pretty early, hopped on the slopes and, uh, it, it started raining a little bit that evening and I was like, I don't care. I'm from Indiana. Like right. this don't affect me, but Rain nobody was on the slopes right. because of it. I mean, I understand why, because everything packs down, it gets a little icy, but I'm like, I'm here to send it. And I straight up that night, I put on my speed tracker app. I was like, I want to see how fast I can get. So I just bombed this hill and I got the highest I could get to all weekend was 56 miles per hour. That's Isn't that insane? I <laughs> That's going down. That's speed limit, basically. One over the speed limit on a general I just don't state trust, road. I just don't trust like my, my balance downhill. At a speed of that. Oh, you just stay straight. Yeah, but like it sounds so easy. Like you just like <laughs> don't just like it's, oh, just stay straight. Hey, I'm lav lav lavatory, lavatory, lav lavatory. Yeah, lavatory. Lavatory. Yes. Yeah, that is correct. It's a L-A-V. slightly formal way to say bathroom. Who said? Okay. I, I don't know. I think it's English. <laughs> Who says that? Like the the people that were taxing us for tea. The Brits, I don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, what what uh, what consisted of your spring break, bro? So my spring break uh, was super cool. So I went back to Ohio Dominican, my old college. ODU and go it, Tigers. I don't know. And no, 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 it was ODU. It was ODU. Yeah. Yeah, I know, and but what's the mascot? The Panthers. Oh, ah, it's close. Yeah, Tigers, I just Tigers is my high school. So you were. I mean, you had like you were. I was halfway there. Bro, where is you're gonna ask me to get out? Hey, Ross, Ross right now is pouring. <laughs> I'll a lem- go get you one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pouring a lemonade yeah, pouch in his one. water. You want a wild strawberry? You want raspberry lemonade? You want lemonade? Strawberry or fruit punch? Strawberry for sure. Okay, bro. All right. Hey, Ross, I'll tell you guys. Like you just keep talking. Yeah, I'm just yeah, gonna. Yeah. I'll, I'll be back. Yeah, fans. Ross. Ross is leaving to go get me a pouch because he offered me a water, but he didn't offer me the the flavoring. Like, of course, I want the flavoring for the water. That's why I got the water. No, but. Uh, so my spring break consisted at ODU. I went back and you talk about the Lord being on the move and just 
planting seeds and praying and see how the Lord produces, he will do exactly that. I went back uh, just to see friends. So ODU spring break ended the week of mine. So everyone got back from their spring break and a group of like 16, thank you, a group of like 16 of my buddies went on a mission trip, the same mission trip that I went on last year. And it's the same. Like they just bring the Holy Spirit with them and the Holy Spirit reigns all throughout ODU campus. And just to see like how three, four of my friends who were just struggling while I was at school and like who I was just like, I don't know what to do, but just just pray for them and have others pray for them and just see the Lord do work in their hearts. Cause like I was having conversations with my friends that five months ago, six months ago, I would have never imagined have conversations with them. Amen. Like they were just like, like the simple fact that they said, I think the Lord's been showing me this. And I was like six months ago, the Lord wasn't showing like you were, I had no clue what the Lord, who the Lord, how the Lord. And, like, that was just, like, me just trying not to overbear, but to just be, like, any way of guidance and to just, like, plant a little seed and just pray on that. And now they're talking to me about, like, well, I was reading this, and then it led me to this, and I just got to pray for them and that. And I just see myself changing in this way, and I'm just, like, how the Lord will use that. Because, like, that was my biggest thing is, like, I felt so scared to leave because I felt like I was doing so much work. But then the Lord kind of showed me, he's like, you planted your seeds. Now now you're okay to go. Like, you did that. You planted your seeds. Let me ask you, how, what was the emotion you were feeling when, like, their shit, when they share things like that, and you just, you can just so evidently see That's the ex- change in, like, what's that emotion? Because I know it. Like, I'm the same way, but, yeah. like, for me, I, like, I just smile that's it so like i can't i can't stop myself it's, and it's then like i get a, teary-eyed yes, and I'm yes like, <laughs> no, it's like it's like it's not like a smile but it's like you're trying to hold in the yes. smile because they're like because then you're looking at like, them what? like they're crazy like, you know what I mean? yes so like when i like right when i saw right when i saw like a couple of my friends and i just gave them a big hug and i was just like i was just like biting like my lips together trying not to just like grin ear to ear for them to be like what what's wrong and i'm just like I can just tell something's different. Like yeah. our first or second podcast talked about like physical, the aura that people yeah. bring just like how my friend who it's so quick. She's so quick to cuss someone out. Yeah. She was so quick to put someone in their Been place. There. And she was just like, I just find myself being more patient and just really just praying. For I'm like, I literally wanted to like throw my phone through the wall. Like, wait, what? Like, no. You are not like, patient. <laughs> in the three years I've known you, you have never, ever taken the high road and done that. And just to be like, yeah, I just don't, like, it's just been in my heart to just, like, not be not be that kind Bro, of way that's anymore. great. And just how the Lord has been moving, like, on that campus. I literally was emotional. I stayed there for two days. I was emotional for, both, like, both those days. Mm-hmm. Just to see how the Lord has worked on campus, how the Lord's continuing to work. And this, how I got to share this as a testimony. But how when I when I was there, not because I was there, but just it's cool that I got to witness. That's why I'm sharing it. My my I got to testify, I get to witness to it. How the Lord worked in a room, how two girls gave their life to Christ as like when when I was there, they just talked about because group came back from spring break. They talked about how the Lord was moving. Curiosity struck in their heart. They were all sitting down talking about how they want to change. Yeah. How they all gave up nicotine, how they all gave up like drinking to the point where they're drunk. Yeah. Like, you know, they're all old enough to have a casual drink, mm. which, you know, Jesus turned water into wine. And I'm going to have a casual drink. You know what I mean? Like that's not against yeah. the rules. 
And so they all just end up sitting down in the room talking, praying, and then they were just like, screw it, let's go. Like, and they just both repented, gave the life to Christ, accepted Jesus as their Savior. Amen. And let's go. Like, it was just like the crazy, this was at like, this was at like 11 o'clock on like a Monday night. Preach. Like, let's go. Amen. It was just like the coolest thing ever to see how the Lord removed. And I'm just like, praise the Lord. Oh my. Cause I think like, as like, you know, like sometimes like you not to say, Oh, but like, we're like some of us, we're called the, we're called to plant seeds. That's yeah. it. And we're so quick to be like, well, how's the seed growing? Can it, it, what, anything I can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just like, the, just it, just plant the seed. Plant it. That's it. Plant it. Just plant it. It's watch the Lord work from there. Yeah. That's exactly what the Lord is yeah. doing. Amen. You plant it and water it, and you're like, well, how do you water it? Prayer. They don't need to know you're praying for them. They don't. There's no gap no, in the No, they spirit. don't. That's the thing is they don't. Let me, so, when when we talk about there's no gap in the spirit, like, say you have somebody that you know that you just, you're just praying for, that they just, that they will just open their hearts to the Lord, uh, that they will call on him as Lord and Savior and declare him Lord and Savior over their life. What you can do, like, they're not completely lost, okay? Think of it. Think about it. So this, when, like, there's a prayer moment, an altar call, whatever, just, you don't have to have something going on in your life to go and and get prayer. And who cares, first off, what people think? Because, like, if you go up there and we're receiving prayer because we all need prayer, right. first off. And I... Like, I try to tell my people all the time, hey, even if you don't have a, a direct request, come stand in the gap for that person that you, that you're trying to, that you, that you want to know the Lord. Family member, friend, whatever, acquaintance, coworker, who knows? Yeah. Okay. I, I have, oh, you, you can, just like for altar calls and stuff. Yeah, and like, you, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can stand in the gap and people are like, well, that doesn't make sense. But let me, let me make it make sense for you. Okay. When you go stand in the gap for him, God hears your prayers, okay? And God, he went to hell, okay? Jesus, he went to hell, got the keys of hell and death, right? And he doesn't, like, Satan doesn't rule hell either, necessarily, because God holds the keys, right? Okay, we, we see that in scripture. He, he, came, he, held, he holds uh, captivity captive. He holds the keys to hell and death, right? So when you stand in the gap, and you and you are praying in agreement. Word word of God says, "Let every word uh, where two or more are gathered, let every word be established." So you're there. You're praying in agreement with one another for this person, for this soul. Okay, they die. What happens? We were like, well, "He never came to know the Lord." Okay, but they will answer to God, and in those moments, God will say, "Do you want me or not?" He's like, "I've heard the prayers." This is your chance. Like somebody could never step into church their entire life. And they could be get prayed for week after week after week for their entire life. And at the end of it all, once they pass, God will be standing there and he'll have the keys. He'll say, do you want me or not? And that's a, it's completely up to them, obviously. He's like, but he holds the keys. I have, I have a, and that's just a, that's a kind of a random situation, but I just kind of wanted to simplify it in the sense of what does it look like? 
No, what is that doing? Because what you just said from standing in the in the gap, and I don't know, I don't even know. I know I've told a couple people this. I don't know if I told you this about we had when we had like a worship service. We were having like forty eight hours of prayer. And my neighbor, who I casually know, I say hi to him. Yeah, I mean I casually know him, and I ended up seeing him because I usually go to the, all the stuff like you know our, our all the chapels, all the all the prayer things that we have, the worship nights that are student land. Mm-hmm. Like I usually go to everything. And I've never seen him there. And I was like, oh, like familiar face. I was like, yeah, I was like, hey, come sit by me. Like, you kind of like, you know, you kind of get the idea that like he came just out of like curiosity because he has, I haven't seen him at any of this stuff before. So, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, come sit by me. Like, we don't have to sit right beside each other, but like we sit in the same row. And he was super emotional during worship, like super emotional. And then we, we were having altar calls. It's just like, if you feel led, like, and like to me, like, like you said, it, it was a stigma for a while to be like, wow, unless I feel this utter tug on my heart to go get prayer just to go or to go pray. Yeah. Then like, I shouldn't go up. Like, like, yes, if you get that, you should, but like, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need like prayer whenever is always good. Like, and he just kept like looking over, like in my direction, looking over in the aisle, just kept looking, like leaning up. If you guys can see me right now, I'm like sitting up tall, like looking over at the altar to make sure there's a spot. Like there was, there's a spot. There's enough for all of us over there. And I just kept looking at him, and I just, and this went on for probably five minutes, probably like two songs. And I was just like, I'm just going to go up. Like, cause I feel, I feel like he was just looking like, look, I, I didn't know, but like from what it was, like I knew if someone went that he knew, or like if I went, like maybe that would help if not. But I was like, I don't know. So I just looked at him. We looked at each other. I looked back and I was just like, we didn't even look at each other. I was just like, Stood up and we stood up simultaneously. Look at that. Like simultaneously stood up. And he looked at me and he just started like weeping. And the girl sitting behind us was hysterically laughing. Cause of how simultaneous we stood up. Like she was just like in awe. Like started laughing and he started sobbing and I just grabbed him and I was like, let's go. I was like, we've been waiting for this for a while tonight. Amen. And we just went up and pray like I, I said a prayer I put my hand on him started praying over him and just like I just gave him a hug and I like I just like you know like I just knew like that was the coolest thing like you were just yeah. like from what you were just saying like standing in the gap like I didn't look at him and I was like come on let's stand up I was just looking straight I'm like I'm just gonna go we stood up simultaneously yeah. exact same time and Preach. I was just like wow let's go we talk about um people coming to Christ and I've shared a little bit my story on uh, Feed the Sheep in, you know, episodes past and season one probably, even a little bit in season two. Honestly, I share a little bit every season. But um, <clears throat> we we talk about, like, God wants a relationship with us, but he's not going to force himself upon us. And we talk about, like, okay, how are we saved? It's not by works, right? It's by grace through faith alone. So... What's that? What's that say? Basically, is like all we all we have to do is have faith, faith, and the grace from Lord is ours. The relationship with Jesus is ours. So it's not about how bad we do or 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 how great we do either, but it's how where where is our faith level? And we can we can ever we can have an ever increasing faith. And there's actually a Smith Wigglesworth book. It's called Ever Increasing Faith. Really good book. 
That sounds yeah. But to get that book to me, that it, sounds like it's book. um like faith is crazy because we think about God, we think about these stories that we hear in scripture that are that are written by man but breathed by God and all these things and we're like like so for some people, even believers, they're like, that doesn't make sense. Like, no way that's possible. Okay, it doesn't have to make sense to us, but are you faithful enough to to say that happened? And it's it's prideful it's them to say faith. they they have sense of everything. Then, right? Like, oh, I I just can't. I remember I was getting I was getting a I was getting a tattoo, and he was just like, he was telling me because he's like he's like he's gave me a few of them, and they're all like scripture related, faith related. And he's like. Yeah, and he he was he said he was in he was in a jail for a couple of years, and he was like, "Well, I read the Bible a few times." He's like, "Dude, it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense." He's like, "There's just no there's just no proof." Yeah, and I'm like, and this was at the time where I don't know if you you heard about the 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 devil or Satan prayed in Brazil. Did you hear about that? No, there was a devil prayed in Brazil, and a day the day after, it was flooded, <laughs> like. Like I, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say it was, I want to say it was Brazil. I want to say it was Brazil. But the day after, like the yeah. next day, that's wild. Flooded, and it was sort of just like, um, hello, <laughs> right, literally. Like, like they were like there was there was a pray like they had a guy dressed up as Jesus and in the Satan Satan was dragging him on the ground like an actual man. Wow. And like that's not even how the story goes, but go. Yeah, on. yeah, no, but that's <laughs> the thing. It was just like like they bunch were bunch of fools. Like they were like poking fun, and then it was sort of just. And then the next day, you just see like cars, like water overtaking cars, smashing Good. houses, and it's just like. Amen. Don't mock God. Uh, what What did we learn? <laughs> don't, don't mock God. What, what did we learn today? Yeah, and you know, it's just like it's stuff like that, and I, I had to, and I'm just, and I asked him, I was like. Dude, there's no way that's a coincidence. Yeah, nope, no I way. S- I was like, there's no way. And he was like, but there's contradictions and conspiracies. And I'm like, there's contradictions oh, for everything. Eat, go eat a banana or <laughs> like something. You can, I need to. <laughs> like, like there's, no. contra- there's contradictions for everything. I can I could counter any argument ever until you could find one. I can easily. Like, it's going to be out of context. That, I, I said, I said, that's not hard. That's not a hard thing to do. Yes. I tell my roommate, my roommate, for you guys that don't know, my roommate situation is my roommate thinks religion, anything God related is hysterical. He thinks it was an old mental health book made for people just he's to like, have joy. Is, he's like um, uh, Islam or something? No, he's nothing. He's nothing. He thinks our religion. I said he had a book on like. Oh, on like terror, on like the terror. He, he loves like history and stuff. Oh, like, like, okay. So like, like big, like, like, ter- like whatever, like terrorist attacks. And I love, I, I love the death because we have good conversations. But it's just like I get kind of like a view. I'm always getting a view from like people who just then again, right? Don't believe or a sense of what you were saying. Don't have faith. And so I got this tattoo that stuck with me on my chest, and it says "Faith is falling." And I got this tattoo, and people are always like, whenever I'm like, whenever I get a chance, you know, to show my chest off. I don't not not oftentimes I get that chance, but whenever whenever I got the tattoo or I go to the beach or I was at the pool. Or I'm working out and I wear like a cutoff and you can kind of see people. I was like, what does that tattoo say? And I always say faith is falling. And I always get the, what does that mean? Which is why I get tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I get tattoos Preach. to have these conversations. Yeah. And so faith is falling in the way of what you were saying is like, I see my walk with God as a trust fall. 
as a trust fall in a way of me standing up or standing on this this table right here beside us and God's behind me and he's like, I got you. Yeah. And you're like, I know. I know you do. I trust you, man. I trust you. And he's like, okay. Now, 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 now let me catch you. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. no you don't got to catch me. But, but, but like, just know, just know I got you. And he's like, but where is your faith? You have to yeah. show me your faith. Let's go. Dude, uh, there was a time I used to work out a lot more than I do. <laughs> more than I do now. <laughs> With Devin. Uh, this was like 2019, like fresh, fresh in revival, bro, in my life. We worked out a lot. And during a workout one day, I had this analogy come to me. And somebody could have used it probably. It's probably nothing new. But yeah, like it not, came to me and I was not, like. We're not claiming the. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I was like, this is good. It, right. So I, you think about when you're working out, when you're benching, okay? And or bench, squat, clean, whatever. Yeah. Either way, when you're going for like a max or heavy weight, like you need a spotter, mm-hmm. okay? And you're like. If you didn't have a spotter, but you were going for max, more than likely, you're you're not gonna have, you're you're like you're not gonna hit it because you're you're like eh, this. I don't I don't know about this. I don't have like I don't have People a backup. People live different when they don't have a spotter. I don't have a general. backup. I don't have a spotter. Yada yada yada. Your whole workout is based for right. the most part if you have a spotter or not. Right. So then you go you go hit that same same weight for one rep. Say it's max whatever, and you put a spotter back there. Your whole, your whole perception on it changes, right? You're like, oh, I got this, and and if the chance that I don't, I know this person's got me, right? So you're you're challenging yourself, you're growing your muscles. Obviously, you're challenging yourself to hit these max, and you're putting all your trust in your spotter that they're gonna save you, they're gonna protect you, okay? And I was like sitting there thinking, I was like, holy crap! I said. Jesus is my spotter. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's literally what a relationship that's exactly is. Exactly what it is. Because I, I can play it safe and not ever go for a max if I never want a spotter. But now that I got Jesus as my spotter, I can go tenfold my max. So whatever weight and, you want, whatever weight you want to throw on and there, nothing. It ain't. It ain't gonna matter. And I'm just like, I just like I haven't thought about that since 2019. But here we are. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Let's, what's, uh, I mean, so today's your five-year anniversary. Yeah, so today, five years ago today, I uh, gave my life to the Lord, yeah, and so. Let's go! Haven't turned back ever since, yeah. Five years ago today, my name was written on the walls. Amen. I think I got a button for this. Oh! Yeah, good thing it was the right one. That would have been awkward if it would have been like If a, it was this one? Oh, wait. <laughs> nope. I mean, nope. any of those like would have been awkward, like except for the applause. I'm just I don't know which one the applause one was. Uh, yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, Kim's five years. Woo! All right. Five years, five years, and yeah. So, uh, I'm glad I get to kind of tell. I'm today, like with this, I'm gonna kind of tell a little bit of my testimony with the whole thing. So, um, growing up, growing up, obviously was was uh, super awesome. My family had the best support system ever at home. And my, I've got a long testimony, so I'll give you guys the, the, the importance of the date and the Sparknotes version of it. So I had, a, I had a best friend who was also named Cam, and he ended up getting diagnosed with cancer, leukemia, in, I want to say, eighth grade, seventh, seventh or eighth grade, I want to say. And... 
He was my ro- you talk about like a road dog in elementary school, middle school. Like we were best friends in kindergarten. You know, when you go through kindergarten through third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, like we made plans. Like, dude, we're gonna live with each other. He played basketball. I played football. We both played basketball together. But my main sport was football. His was basketball. And we were like, yeah, like we're gonna be each other's ages. We're gonna live with each other. Our kids are gonna live close to each other. And then I got, I mean, I remember he didn't show up to school the first day of eighth grade. I want to say first day of eighth grade, he didn't show up to school. And it was, we were all like, where's he at? Like, what's going on? And we found out he got diagnosed with leukemia. And so that was a battle that we had to deal with for a year and a half. And that was super hard for me just because I watched him slowly, in a sense, like leukemia, which it does, it kills your all your cells and hopes to kill the cancer. So, um, I just watched like all, you know, I, I watched him lose weight. I watched him lose hair. I've watched him rip IVs out of his arms. I watched him cuss doc, cuss out doctors, you know, and like 15 year old us, 14 year old us were like, dude, you must be in a lot of pain for that to happen. And he was cancer free. And he, uh, we got the call that he was going on his hundred day remission, you know, like you know, like no cancer, just 100, last hundred day remission that he's done. And uh, we were driving. I got just got just finished up with a basketball. I think it was like day like fourteen or fifth. I don't even know what day it was of his remission, but like it just started. And so we were going, and he posted on his Instagram. He said, "See you in a hundred days." And we we're like, "Yeah, man, like see you then." And I think something. I think I hope this is right, but like uh, there was a fail a fail with a bone marrow that he had to get. And I remember our parents. We were driving. We pulled off an arrest stop. And the tournament was in Columbus. I'm like, why are we pulling off an arrest stop? It's a 50-minute drive. Like, we never... We've made this drive for AAU tournaments my whole life. Like, we've never pulled off an arrest stop. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I got to go pee anyway. And we were all... Like, all... They were all just standing around the car. And I remember they, they took my phone. They took my phone from me. Um, And they're like, we need your phone. Something with our database. We got to make sure all the phones are off. I was like, all right, whatever. Like, okay. And... We we're all just standing around. I'm like, are we ready to go or or what? And they were like, my dad just looked at me. He's like, Cam's gone. And I'm like, what? He said, what do you mean? Like, he's just had his remission. He's had a days. He's like, no. He's like, no. He's like, Cam's gone. And I was like, he died? And they're like, yeah. And I, like, just looked up in the sky. And I don't know what it was. It was weird. I've never had this feeling before. But I just, I just, had, I just had a big smile on my face. And this was before I gave my life to Christ. We'll get to that. We'll get to the whole date thing later. But I just knew that my friend wasn't suffering anymore. That he wasn't hurting. Like you said, I've seen him rip IVs out of his arms. I've seen him just cry and moan in pain. And he's kicked everyone out. I've spent nights with him in the hospital bed. He's kicked everyone out the room. He's like, I don't want anyone in here. And I just knew that whatever pain he was going through, it was done. And obviously I cried. I mean, I was crying and joy, sad, pain. And that's when I started. I dedicated my football season to him the next year because I was like, dude, he had my back at everything. I was like, he was my biggest fan when I was on the field. So I was like, I'm dedicating my season to him. Sophomore year, I'm starting varsity. I started varsity as a freshman. Cool little fact. But <laughs> sophomore year, I'm starting. And... I'm going crazy. First five games, I'm leading the state of Ohio. I'm top five in touchdowns, passing yards, rushing yards, all as a quarterback. And then I sh- I was, like I said, I'm giving my season to him. That's all I can do. And then my 
the sixth game, the 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 sixth game, I shattered my ankle, and I was done for. Like I was done. Like I that was all I had. All I had to give was my efforts on the field. How good I could throw a football. How well I could run around other guys and pass it to another guy and hopes he get in the end. That's all I had. That was where all my value, all my identity came from. And I was dedicating it to Cam because, like, that was the first season with him not there. And I was doing so well. And the Lord was kind of like, now, looking back, the Lord was kind of like, you're kind of idolizing, you know, your performance. And you're kind of idolizing, the, um, you know, Cam in a, in, a, in a way. Like, you can admire him and miss him, but, like, you can't, like, idolize him in that way. And, that, like I said, I, I have that now looking back. And I just remember I was in the biggest depression of my life. I didn't go see anyone. I didn't go talk to anyone. I didn't want to go to school. And then my buddy Kyle, my good buddy Kyle, started inviting me to go to youth group. And he's like, listen, dude. He's like, there's food, there's fun, and there's females. And I'm like, get me out. Like, let's go. Let's Triple go. F. Get me out <laughs> of this house. Let's go. And I started going to youth group. And, like, the people there were awesome. I was like, dude, they love me. I was like, and, like, that was the first love I genuinely experienced without someone knowing that I played a sport or, like, without someone, you know, like, coming up to me because, like, in a small town, everyone knows you for, like, a sport or whatever. Right. And, yeah. like, that was the first time people were like, oh, you play football? That's cool. Like, I didn't have any. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I thought, like, that's all people ever said to me was, like, which is why I, I idolize it so much. People are like, dude, you're so good at this. You're so good at that. My little cousin is in seventh grade. He wants to be just like you on the football field. And, like, they, they care. Like, they love that I played the sport, but they were like, that's awesome. Like, that's – but nothing else needs to be said. Like, we're here for a different reason, and I kind of figured that out later. And I started listening to worship music. I was like, dude, this stuff is so, this music is good. I don't know what it is, but it's hitting home. I was asking a ton of, we were in small group, and he had to ask me. He's like, you got to kind of let other people ask questions, because I was asking a ton of questions. <laughs> I was like, well, why did Jesus do this, or Daniel did that, or, you know, like, what what happened with this, and the Lion of Judah, and the Walls of Babylon, what, what? I'm like, dude, this stuff is awesome. And <laughs> uh, it was like, kind of like I did a small little mission trip the church a local one in Mansfield and I remember my pastor came up to me and he was like dude he's like do you want to get baptized and I was like yeah I was like that sounds dope and he's like do I need this I was like I was like don't I need to be like I said like confirmed or like whatever I didn't know what the, I didn't know what the deal was I didn't know <laughs> Catholicism. I was like I don't I was like, I need to be confirmed or like don't I need to like I I honestly genuinely thought it was the funniest thing I thought I needed to like sign a piece of paper or like a book in like the dungeon of the church to like oh gosh make sure i was like <laughs> saved or whatever like i didn't know what saved was i didn't yeah. know what that was and he's like yeah you kind of be he's like yeah but like we like you at the church like to be saved like and confess you like your faith and your belief in the lord before you get baptized and i was like where do i sign like i didn't know what the i didn't know what it was or like i didn't know idea what he was talking about He's like, no, it's kind of like a, a prayer or like kind of like a prayer or something that we do. And this was this was after a service of Sunday. This is after a Sunday service. And he was like, well, he's like, yeah, he's like, baptism isn't for another two weeks. Or he's like, uh, we don't have baptism until like next month, but we're getting people just ready now and registered now. And I was like, well, yeah, let's do that. And he was like, well, when do you want to say the prayer? And I just got like the same chill in my body that, like, when Cam passed away, I just got it then, and I was like, we can do that right now. And as I'm saying that we can do that right now, I just start crying. And he's like, you want to do it right now? And I'm just like, you know I mean? I'm sounding like, yeah, we can do that right now. I'm just, like, crying. Like, looking back, like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, we can do that right now, yeah. 
And we just started praying. He started praying. I started praying. And I just started uncontrollably weeping. Like, I'm talking to, like, can't, like, can't barely speak. I'm, yeah. I'm coughing. I'm catching my breath. And I'm just, like, crying. And he's, like, putting his hands on me. I'm crying. And then we're done. And we're all just sitting there. And then, like, he runs out. Like, my youth pastor runs, like, really runs out of the church and starts telling everyone. Great. And this was so cool. And like everyone on my youth group was coming up to me, hugging me. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And I remember I came back and told my, my parents are like, hey, are you okay? Because they could tell I've been crying. But this is the crazy part is because I was so out of it on this day. Because my parents are like, hey, are you okay? We know today's a tough day for you. And I'm like, I'm like, because they didn't come to church with me. I wrote a call. I'm like, did, did someone tell you I got saved at church today? And they're like, you got saved at church today. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, we thought it was a tough day because a year ago today, Cam died. Wow. And I was like, what? And they were like, a year ago today, Cam died. And I was like, well, today I just put my faith in Christ. And I was like, I got saved today. And so then, lo and behold, I got baptized, and I they were like, write something down. And if you know me, I hate writing things down <laughs> to speak on. I'll just go up there and say, I was it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I remember I was up there, and I was crying, and I was like, I just want to like thank the Lord for like using my mourning and my suffering for my friend. And I was like, because the same day, my friend started living with God a year ago to the date was the same day I decided to live for him. And like I said, after that, like I and I like that's like you probably guys are like, dude, that's awesome. And like I wish I could say that was an amazing story since then. But like after that, you know, like you when you follow the Lord, you know, like you know, what I mean, um, Satan kind of has a thing thing for you now. It's like oh, I gotta get you back on my team. Yeah. I gotta get you back on my team. And that's what he kind of did. And for a whole year, I never read the Bible or anything because I thought I was good. Yeah. Like no one told me what I needed to do after that. I thought I was good. I would come to church. I'd pray before I ate. I was smooth. And then I started dealing with lustful temptations and I started getting angry really fast. And I started to have these internal thoughts of like crazy things. And I'm just like, does this stuff go away? <laughs> I come to my pastor. I'm like, does this like, like, why does this happen? I thought I was good. And he's like, no, it actually gets worse. I, he's like, did I not? Did I <laughs> That's not, comforting. Did I not? Like, he's like, ah, he's like, he's like, well, what are you reading? And I was like, well, what, what do you mean? Like you talk about things on Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah. He's like, no, like you have to have like, First relationship with the Lord. And I was like, well, gee, thank you. So I started reading the Bible probably a year and a half mm-hmm. after I got saved, which like I said, then again, I'm, I'm thankful for that because I'm thankful for the morning of my friend that brought me to the Lord and I'm thankful for my battles that brought me to the, the good book, mm-hmm. the word of the Lord. Yeah. And if it wasn't for my lows in those transitions, I wouldn't have been able to be exalted and exalt the Lord in those times. And so, yeah, like I said, I, here's the the five-year anniversary of me giving my life to the Lord, the six-year anniversary of my friend uh, who passed away. And, you know, never forget the day he started living with the Lord is the day I decided to live for him. And that's, like, kind of, like, the thing I stick with on March 20, uh, March 25th on this day. So, Amen. crazy. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share that, man. It's been, uh, been an emotional day for me today. So, Hey, God is good. Yes. All the time. And all the time, God is good. The devil is stupid.
<laughs> I forgot you say that. Yes, yes, yes. Bro, I get people on that all the time. Um, yeah, dude. I love the story. I think that's incredible. Um, I, I, I just, I mean, there's no, no coincidences in life. I, I firmly believe that. Yes, that's, there's no such, like. No such thing as coincidences. Um, God is working all the time. And all the time he's working. There's, he's always with us. For those who call upon him, like, as Lord and Savior, he's always with us. And there's nothing that can come against us in that. So, yeah, once you give your life to Christ, it's not a, it's not a cakewalk. It is um, at all. Honestly, you'll probably feel more attacked, but you have a lot more hope as well. A lot more joy. Um, and it makes the, the suffering, it makes the fighting all that greater. Knowing that you got an eternal place in heaven to call home. So... Yeah, bro, I'm excited. We're back with some break. And we're ready to just take on the world. We're ready. We're back. Be the Y'all sheep. be ready to listen in. We're here. Advance Updates. the gospel. Build the kingdom. Updates on t-shirt coming soon. T-shirt coming soon. All right. Love Let's y'all, bless man. The world. Set the world on fire. We love you. Be a fool for Christ's sake. Be a fool for Christ's sake.